What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey folks, stand by for action. We'll get started here in just one second. But first, you know there are a lot of good podcasts out there, including this one, by the way. But there's only one by a former chair of the California Democratic Party, progressive radio and TV host, and member of the White House Press Corps. Of course, I'm talking about Bill Press, longtime host of the Bill Press Show, and now host of the Bill Press Pod, with his twice-a-week hard-hitting progressive take on all the evils of the Trump administration. This week, for example, Bill exposes Donald Trump's phony attacks on President Obama, takes on Bill Barr, the worst attorney general in history, and slams Trump for refusing to wear a mask and taking unproven drugs while over 100,000 Americans have died of coronavirus. Plus, you'll hear Bill interview leading progressives like Maxine Waters, Eric Swalwell, Jerry Brown, and Pete Buttigieg, plus his weekly roundtable with three of Washington's top political reporters. That's why I subscribe to the Bill Press Pod, and you should too. Just go to wherever you get your podcast, search for the Bill Press Pod, and click on subscribe, then tell all your friends to do the same. Join me as a subscriber to the Bill Press Pod. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Let me tell you what it's like being a comedian while Trump is the president. The Trump presidency is an 18-wheeler full of monkeys and PCP. (laughs) And it has crashed into a train full of diarrhea. And now there's diarrhea-covered monkeys on PCP running around. And everyone's watching it like, holy shit, look at this. And then you as a comedian walk up and go, hey, do you want to hear a joke I wrote about this? You're like, no, we're good, dude. I'm fine. I I mean, Jesus, look at all this. You you take a break. Oh, my God. Wow. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. The great Pat Oswalt, his latest special on Netflix. Watched it over the weekend. Amazing. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 26, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,224 of the Trump crisis, 161 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend from 
the Buzz Burbank News and Comment Podcast. It's uh, Buzz Burbank. Hi. Hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. It's, hi. it's a little like waiting for your prom date to come downstairs, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I love the great Patton Oswald. I, I would love his job because uh, his primary job is a script doctor these days. And he oh, does yeah. an amazing job of it. Yes, I would love to do that and to do the occasional sitcom appearance. Like right. Does. Right. So far. But we're not Patton Oswald. No. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we want to thank everyone who attended our Memorial Day pool party. Thank you. God damn it. I have lots to say about this. Oh, it was a little crowded, but it was a good time was had by all. Yeah, it's true. You you saw what happened, of course, in uh, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri over the holiday. Mm -hmm. Uh, All those people crowded in that pool. Outrageous. Uh, And, you know, that, that entire terrible scene could have been avoided if the local businesses had just said no to Jason Bateman. (laughs) Right. That's the first thing I went to. I was like, oh, my God, it's the Ozarks. I saw that on TV. You know, you got Mexican drug cartels. It's awful. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people, of course, are very, very upset with Trump's golfing over uh, the Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. I am not surprised so many people are upset. He's got to work on that swing the first thing I said. I was like, man, his swing needs help. So many things he's doing wrong. Right. Uh, the government, the government's now sending out, sti- I saw this, I couldn't believe it. Mm. The government is now sending out stimulus payments in the form of debit cards. Wow. Plastic debit cards instead of paper checks. And not only do the debit cards bear Trump's signature, uh, they double as Mar-a-Lago room keys. <laughs> <laughs> you can squash the bed bugs with them, too. That's a bonus. Yeah. yeah. I understand rooms are available. Uh, both Trump and Pence, uh, you may have heard, are planning on attending tomorrow's uh, rocket launch, the SpaceX rocket, uh, sending two men into space. Uh, so you get Trump and Man- uh, Trump and Pence going to see these two guys get launched into space. Now, is is it wrong? Is it wrong for me to hope for a wacky situation comedy-style mix-up? <laughs> Like the far out space nuts. I said lunch, not launch. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh-huh. And sex is in the news this week. Uh, couples couples are reporting less interest in sex during the pandemic. Hmm. Uh, doctors, yeah, doctors say many Americans are forgetting to wear the cowboy hat with the bandana. <laughs> oh man, it's an ensemble. Lots of dummies out there. Lots and lots of them. If you're going. Be sure to place a mask upon your face. Please. If you're going to Whole Foods Market, you're going to find expensive produce there. (laughs) Don't be an idiot, damn it. Really expensive. All across the nation, dangerous relaxation, people in motion, it's red hat devotion (laughs) for those who come to Whole Foods Market. Be sure to Mask when you're there. 
<laughs> Rocky Mountain Mike. Go. Thank you. Very nice. Awesome. Very always well done. Perfect way to kick off today's show because I'm a, I'm a giant green rage monster today because of all of this bullshit. You are justified, my friend. I I believe yeah. I'm right there with you uh, because I think we're both upset about the same thing. Yes, absolutely. In fact, this should be my music. And maybe make it be collectively our music. I wheeled this out on Thursday. Uh-huh. It still works because I'm freaking out. And, and it's not like in a, oh, God, what's happening? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm immensely pissed off just yeah. watching all of these morons. What they don't understand, Buzz, going back to the Ozarks, what they don't understand is not only are they all yeah. getting coronavirus, they're also right. they're also getting chlamydia. That's, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, well, <laughs> I saw a lot of people comment that they wouldn't want to be in that pool if there wasn't a pandemic. Have you ever been in a swimming pool that was qu- that packed with bodies, with disgusting, farting human bodies? That's I just kept thinking well, of myself. I tried not to think of it that way, but I probably have been at some point <laughs> in a pool that was fairly crowded. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I here's my problem: I give people too much credit and assume that they're not doing anything they shouldn't be. So, uh, <laughs> right. and I, I, I intend to keep thinking of it that way. My tolerance level right now, Buzz, for all the dumb fuckery, has just reached an all-time low. Just watching sure, everything that's been going sure. on over the weekend, and to know. Probably not just Trump supporters who are out there. These are just regular people. Dumb people, yeah. Dumb people. Just a lot of right. lot of really dumb people. And I know the mantra is stick it to the man. Screw the rules. That's part of it. Yeah, we're right. going to do whatever the hell we want. But then my question is, heaven forbid a Democrat were to step out onto a stage somewhere and just in passing go, hey, you know all those traffic laws? It's a good thing we have those traffic laws. And then suddenly you got red hats swerving all over the highway, chugging down 40s of uh, malt liquor and you know, refusing to turn on their headlights or to use their turn signals, uh, driving slow. In the, wait a minute. That already happens, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit, but not to the degree. Not to the degree of, of lawlessness that, we, yeah. that we've seen here. And and maybe these aren't even technically violations of the law. It's just a, a common sense and decency. Yeah. It is, I think as Dr. Burks put it, a show of respect for others to mm. wear a mask. And, and uh, these folks... Uh, whether they be Trump supporters or just dumb shits, don't uh, don't don't care to you know show respect to any other person. I see they interview some kid who's like I don't know. I'm guessing he's 16 yeah. on the evening news, and it's like oh you know I, if you're gonna catch it, you're gonna catch it, and if you don't, you don't. You know, it's like fucking <laughs> really. And, oh, and, God. And, and and he speaks for us all, Bob. He's, yeah, he's, I know. He he really represents a lot of people who yeah. just don't see a problem. Uh, the the depth of stupidity yep. is stupefying yeah, I, i'm as i'm as astounded as you are and mm. as angry as you are yep. about it I, I don't know what we can do about it other than to remain safely sheltered while they do whatever they're doing yeah i know me yelling at the TV all weekend. And rightly so. Yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of people were yelling at their phones as they scrolled through uh, social media and yeah. saw the, the video of, of these uh, outrages. And, uh, you know, it, 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 you, I just don't know how you're going to stop it unless all you can do, like I said, is stay safe yeah. and hope that when the second wave comes, not if, but when, when the second wave comes, uh, that uh, then maybe they'll get the idea yeah. that what they did caused things to get worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe they'll believe what they wouldn't believe 
when they were told. Yeah, I mean, you raise a good point, Buzz, about the rules versus common sense, because it's really not about the stay-at-home orders. It's not about the rules necessarily. I mean, they're making it about that, but they're only using that, you know, this, this again, the stick-it-to-the-man stupidity. They're only using that as an excuse to act like idiots and not use common sense, not use basic rationality and logic by uh, flooding out of these giant crowds of people. It's just absolutely it's, remarkable to see all of this. It's just like it was in 1918. <laughs> um, and I, I, because uh, people then, on the first day that the lockout ended, you know, they announced, okay, it's over. You, you can all go out. People went nuts, and they crowded yeah. into bars and clubs, and the next thing you know, here comes the second wave. Yeah. Gee, I wonder what will happen this time. Man. Uh, you, you just don't have to go far to, to know. In fact, we're already seeing evidence of uh, resurgences. And uh, so they're talking now. I was uh, taken aback this morning. You know, we've talked about a first wave and a second wave. Yeah. And we've heard, we've heard about peaks before. Well, now I'm hearing about there be another peak in the first wave before the second wave comes right well now wait a minute isn't that three waves <laughs> who are i you know i don't and, oh, and you're, you're, how expe do we, you're, you're expecting people to do math that's that's how do we there how do we keep track if we can't tell a peak from a wave I uh, but I, I, I think we're going to keep seeing repeated peaks and you know something you said that's terribly terribly pessimistic and yet awfully true <laughs> is uh this is never going to end yeah I know. and i have i have come more to that conclusion i you know i don't know uh, you may have been using it in a different context before the pandemic but with people uh, flouting uh, the, the rules and, and, and just uh, common decency and common sense during this pandemic, uh, if this keeps up, it will never end. And that's what I keep thinking every time I see this, or one of the many things I'm thinking, which is that I feel like those of us who are doing the right thing, we're going to be forced to continue doing the right thing ad nauseum while these maniacs run outside and just completely screw around playing grab ass at the beaches and the boardwalks and the malls and wherever the hell they're going. And all the rest of us, all we can do is to sit here and wait and wait and wait and wait as the quarantining goes on and on and on much longer than it should have because right. of this sort of moronic behavior where it's just a little bit of patience. And I just feel like in the United States right now, we're going through what I've been referring to as an American nervous breakdown. There is a massive nervous breakdown happening in mm -hmm. our society right now. And this is only partially uh, linked up with all of that, this demand that we just run out and get the virus and spread it to our family and friends. I mean, it is inevitable. The lack of judgment, the amazing amount of selfishness and stupidity, yeah. and, and, stupidity and ignorance is just, I mean, I don't know what these people are thinking. And the, the only thing that I can come up with, I've got several different observations when it comes to maybe why they're doing this. And part of it, sure. I think, Buzz, is, you know those tailgate parties and everything that happen outside of a football stadium before a, a Sunday game? That's, that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go to those? You're not a... Not I've been. I've, I've, believe it or not, I have actually been. <laughs> Did you paint your face? Did you wear one of those big foam no. number one hands? No, I didn't. Kept my shirt on. Did, did not pay, pay the jersey number on my chest. But that's kind of what this is, isn't it? This is kind of like... At least when it comes to the people who support Donald Trump, oh, this is them. Th this is them supporting their team, isn't it? 
Yeah, oh, very much so. Uh, I will be talking again and in more detail this week in my news about how uh, this is the the battle line uh, between uh, Red Hats and and everybody else Mm -hmm. seems to be the masks more than anything else, especially now with uh, the the stay-at-home orders uh, mostly lifted. Uh, The the battleground now is the mask. And uh, in the minds of many, if not most, Republicans, if you wear a mask, you are a Democrat. And if you do not wear a mask, you support the president. It has become a political statement. That's insane. That's insane. And yet that that is where we are. Look, we have to acknowledge the the 150 million people, give or take 10 million, uh, who stayed home. Mm-hmm. During uh, that that six or seven week period yeah. uh, of of most of the stay at home orders, uh, people obeyed that. They did very well. The second wave is going to make it necessary uh, to do that again, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. Trump yeah. says it won't happen. He's not going to allow it to happen. And yet, uh, some governors uh, have uh, some plans in place because it is the, the second or third waves are expected mm-hmm. and uh you know th- this was this is a chance to to act uh and and so some governors have taken advantage of that but but not Trump who refuses to allow he won't st- Bob he won't stand for a second wave <laughs> he's not going to allow it and he's certainly <laughs> not going to allow the country to be shut down again and further can you ask even a moderate american to go back home at this point oh many yeah. many would comply but would it be 150 million again or would it be fewer yeah I, can I, can you get the toothpaste back in the tube right right i mean again I, I can't help but to go back to the notion that a lot of these people think that they can just intimidate the virus like they would terrorists or some other foreign attackers like oh we're being defiant in the face of these terrorists they should know better than to attack us because we're just going to continue to be americans yeah, and then yeah. it's and then they all start coughing and they, you know, lung damage and flooding into the hospitals. I mean, what? in two weeks, two weeks from right now is just going to be a nightmare, isn't it? If they were fighting for their country, would they not wear a helmet in the field? Mm-hmm. The thing I was thinking about, too, along those exact same lines is, uh, let's just say, for the sake of general argument, that about one out of every 10 people will end up getting some form of coronavirus by mm-hmm. gathering in these large groups, whether it's at the Ocean City Boardwalk or whether it's in the Ozarks or any point in between the protests, especially. So one in 10, that's about 10% of the people, if I'm doing the math correctly, um, <laughs> would end up getting infected. Maybe uh, a third of those people won't have any symptoms. A thir- another third will have symptoms. And then maybe 1% of those people end up uh, actually dying from uh, coronavirus. Right. And so I'm wondering if all these people would be entirely comfortable if they knew that going into one of these crowded groups of people, whether any of the places that I mentioned, and in the process of doing that, one in 10 of them were under the risk of being shot by bullets. And then 1% of those people who get shot will actually die of their wounds. I'm wondering if they would still do it. I'm wondering if... It would would depend on whether they themselves were armed... Yeah, I guess that's true. In in the case of Trump supporters, they might very well be. I mean, again, it's a a very calculable risk. I mean, it's not something that's obscure. We know how viruses act. Yeah, exactly right. right. I don't think they would do it. I don't think they they would do it. But somehow in the face of a virus, they're like, ah, fuck it. Might as well. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to go swimming and uh, it doesn't matter to them. And at the same time, uh, I guess another metaphor could be, I mean, imagine going to a pool like that with like a suicide vest strapped to your chest, like a backpack filled with C4. And there's a one in 10 chance 
that C4 will explode. And then there's a, a chance that all the people around you, not only yourself, but the people around you will get hit by shrapnel. All right. And some of them will be wounded and some of them will die. I mean, would you do that anyway? I mean, would you go home with that suicide vest strapped to your chest and be around your family members, your children, your parents? They don't think they're going to get it, especially yeah. among uh, a lot of the young people uh, who were interviewed uh, at these pools and beaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just and, and this has always been true of uh, teenagers and young adults. Uh as you and I did at that age, yeah. they feel invincible. They feel uh, indestructible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, it's only with education and good uh, leadership from their parents and others that could, you know, that would have corrected that. I, I just can't but help but to feel that yeah. we're losing our societal sanity. We're losing our ability yeah. to rationally confront issues without acting like a bunch of well, screeching maniacs. Every time a Democrat says, I mean, goes going back to my example of traffic laws, every time a Democrat says something, we got half the country running around trying to do the opposite just because the Democrats said that that was the right I, thing to yeah. do. I, but see, here's the thing. And, and if you really look at the numbers, it's not half the country. If you look at what the country believes, yeah. And, and, and how the country is answering questions about how they behave, uh, that's not the case. I think one of the most important lessons we have to learn right now is that a crowd is not a majority. Uh, a protest is not a majority. A uh, demonstration is not a majority. Of, uh, you know, uh, uh, someone s- screaming at someone at a, a store without a mask is, is you know, th- 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 that's not a majority. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of it. Those videos go viral when you see a Karen or a Dick, uh, you know, uh, uh, behaving badly in public, yeah, uh, those those things go viral, and it just seems like, oh my God, we've gone to hell. We've just gone to hell. Mm. There's no saving us now. And you know, I know where you get your half the country thing, the, the forty to forty five percent support for Trump uh, that that's allegedly out there. Yeah, uh, I don't know that all of the you know. In fact, the surveys show that most Republicans think that we should be wearing masks. Most Republicans think the president should be wearing a mask. Uh, he's. You have to understand that a lot of what we see does not represent reality. I don't think we're. Yeah, we're 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 pretty messed up. We have a lot of we have a lot of sickness out there mentally, uh, and 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 a lot of ignorance, which is the the basis, the source of all that. Yeah, of all that illness is is really ignorance. Yeah, there's a lot of it. There's way too much of it. We've allowed it to grow to scary proportions, but it is far from uh, a majority. In fact, if you look at poll numbers on on you know how people feel about the various aspects of trying to control coronavirus, uh, it's a very, you know, in some cases as little as 8% mm-hmm. who object to to what's going on. So don't let the loudness and the noise uh, depress you or distract you from uh, the reality. The reality is if there's a disconnect somewhere, it's between the people and the president. I, I wonder if the, uh, the fact that we're seeing so much video uh, all over social media uh, yeah. exaggerates and highlights the problem more than exactly. it actually exists. And, 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 and uh, progressives and liberals are as guilty as anybody of, of, of propagating. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying that isn't something that we should all look at and yeah. share outrage in, uh, whether it's a police brutality video or a Karen video or whatever it might be. Um, I think it's okay to share that, and I think it's okay to... Uh, to study those, to look at those, and to, to shake our heads at how far so many of us have fallen. But we must remember, 
We must remember when we see those videos, that is a very, very, very tiny minority of the American public. Mm-hmm. I, I, they just do not represent a voting block. And it, 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 I've been in situations where I was with people who won arguments by being louder <laughs> than uh, than everyone else. I know and those kind of people. That that's that's not really how you win an argument, and it's it misrepresents the strength of your argument. Well, I mean, in terms of the American nervous breakdown, as I've been calling it, yes, um, yeah. th- I think th- what you're saying is exactly right. My concern is that as we see these videos in the Ozarks and wherever that it's creating a new surge uh, of the virus. And that is oh, something yeah. that, that actually does grow. So what we're seeing oh, yeah. right now is more of a shot in time. And then uh-huh. Uh-huh. what we're going to see now is a, certainly a resurgence of all of this because of these the dumb, question, dumb shits. The question is, are they smart enough, yeah. the people in that pool, are they smart enough when so many of them and their relatives get sick and or die, are they smart enough to make the connection? It's like uh, if you... If a dog pees on your carpeting mm-hmm. and uh, two hours go by before you discover it and you try to pun- you can't really punish him for it yeah. uh, because he's long forgotten <laughs> that incident. I mean, you know, you put your nose in it or whatever. Uh, maybe I should have used a cat, for example, instead. <laughs> if you if you try to punish a cat later, the cat will have no freaking idea what you're no. freaking out about. No. You know, uh, there's got to be a connection. So my question is, is will all the cats in that pool figure out uh, that they were responsible for the surge? We will be seeing it should begin as soon as Friday and continue as a rolling, increasing surge over the following four weeks. So mark your calendars, Mm -hmm. because if you want to see what this really does, and I think we already know, judging from 1918, judging from other uh, other times, judging from some places that have already opened up, that had opened up prematurely. Some of the first places to, to open up have seen increases in cases since opening up. So sit back and watch what happens after uh, what was for some people, for a minority of people, as crowded as it looked, yeah. a minority of people on, on Memorial Day weekend. Well, I feel like that's all we can do, Buzz, is just sit back and watch it. Because otherwise, we can't warn them anymore. I mean, if you look at, uh, for example, right. Ann Coulter over the last uh, couple of days has been screaming at Donald Trump about the Jeff Sessions thing, which is a separate issue. But Ann Coulter is, know, is yeah. pissed off at Donald Trump. And I felt like, you know what? We oh. tried to warn you people. But with some people... You can stand there and you can scream at them. Don't stick your face in the grease fire. And the only way they're going to learn is to actually stick their face in the grease fire, get burned and and go, oh, my God, that grease fire is blazingly hot. I've scalded my face off. And even then, there's a percentage that will do it again. Right, right. You know, but 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 uh, will they learn? Let's we're about to find out We're we're going to find out. And I think we already know the answer, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the result of these Memorial Day gatherings. Uh, we're going to find out uh, very soon after that whether or not the people who caused that spike get it. And in fact, in uh, Pat Oswalt's latest special, which played a clip at the top of the show, right. he was talking about how y- you can't uh, get any sort of societal change out of talking to these people. It's like trying to convince right. the Manson family that uh, Charles Manson, <laughs> uh, they're, they're not going to suddenly see a light because you have devised some clever joke or some sort of clever counter argument sure. to what they're saying. They, they, sure. need, they need to get the virus and then start coughing up a lung before they will realize. And the sad fact of that is 
that it's not only them getting sick, it's uh-huh. all the people around them who I've, I've said this uh, the last several weeks, maybe their wives or their husbands or their children right. or their parents aren't red hats. Maybe they're, you know, maybe apolitical, maybe they're Democrats, maybe they're libertarian. It doesn't matter. They're giving non-Trump supporters the disease they got while they were waving their Trump flag. And that or, is or uh, more, even more, even more likely coworkers mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, other people in a store, yeah. uh, people they take off their mask and scream at, you right, know, that, right. that spit on, uh, the, you know, the, yeah, that, that, that certainly could happen. Yeah. It's just, like I said, will they, see and make the connection i don't know i don't think so because i don't know any other way i don't know any other way to convince them they've proven they will not listen to us or to science no no there's no way to convince them i mean there's no way to convince them there's no way to convince anyone for that matter who are deliberately violating the stay-at-home orders because of some whatever some facebook post that they saw or some notion they had in their head about how pandemics operate and it's all wrong but i mean we could say that over and over again buzz and they're not going to listen they again they have to stick their face in the chernobyl reactor core before they learn so what we have is like the worst science fiction horror movie you've ever seen (laughs) where the populace just doesn't believe (laughs) that the invaders are here (laughs) right yes exactly don't go upstairs don't walk up those stairs the killer is upstairs i'm gonna walk upstairs here i go you know where Uh, people in the theater scream don't go in the house (laughs) yes i mean the number of people go anyway right and the number of new cases keeps rising uh in 18 different states including georgia arkansas california and alabama in 22 states the numbers appear to be holding steady so that's 40 states where the mm-hmm. rate of infection has increased or held steady. Held steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- right. Yeah. Again, again, numbers. I mean, it's good that we know those numbers, but it, it, it will mean nothing until we can get people to, to play right. And I, I don't know what that will take. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether a second wave will will accomplish. That. I mean, again, no amount of shaming. You, we can talk about all the facts. We can talk about the history. We can talk about everything that would contravene whatever they're doing. But they're la la la, not listening, not listening. You're a libtard. I mean, that's basically what we're going to hear back. So it's, the, it's the a only futility. The, the only other thing, one thing that I think will happen before this pandemic is over. In fact, I, I'm virtually positive of it. Is uh, what will happen before this pandemic is over is a presidential election, yeah. and very likely, if uh, if things go as they should, uh, a presidential inauguration uh, as the pandemic continues beyond that date as well Fingers so crossed. I, I i think having different people in charge uh will also make a difference it's really it's really interesting I, I i spend a lot of time thinking about the mask controversy because that's the yeah that is the battleground that mm-hmm. is that is where this uh this health crisis has been turned into a political battle and that's where the fight is being fought and uh, there's been talk of, well, masks should be mandated. They should be required. And, of course, you have the, the, the conservative view, oh, no, that's uh, the government can't tell you to cover your face. Uh, you know, and, and that's unconstitutional. So oh, that's God. that's just where we are. And uh, I think it's important to know that. Yeah. Well, make sure to use your cell phones while you're careening down the beltway at 70 miles an hour. Make sure no hands free. Just start talking. Don't even look. Use the video feature on your phone. You do FaceTime while driving down the highway on your phone because God damn it. If the state laws and the national federal laws keep you from doing that, my God, they're trampling on your civil liberties. 
I don't know why I didn't think of this as a caption for the uh, Lake of the Ozarks pool picture, and that is, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> right. Except for, you know, coronavirus, HPV, what, what have, whatever swims around in that goddamn fetid, disgusting water. I mean, at the very least, Buzz, as yeah. I'm looking at that pool party in the Ozarks, I'm thinking... Wow, all of those guys wet farting in that pool. And it just oh, like wow. that's <laughs> I immediately went to that. I mean, there are I mean copious numbers of people. I mean, what chlorine can only do so much to <laughs> to kill the griblies in that goddamn water. All right, now more than ever, speaking of griblies, we're all thinking about our hygiene. We're we're washing our hands, we're sneezing into our arms, but but what about your cell phone? It's a huge carrier of germs. Phones are a vector for disease, and we rarely ever clean them. I know I seldom clean mine. We're constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our faces. Gross. It's time to take cleaning your phones seriously. The Clean Phone Pro Sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. Better than wipes and safe for your device, the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with nine high-power UVC lights. There's a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. You can be sanitizing your other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station any damn time. A fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items. Go to thecleanphone.com today. Get one for just $89 and free shipping when you use the code SEXYLIBERAL. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. Remember, remember to use the code SEXYLIBERAL for two-day free shipping, and it's going to ship immediately. That's thecleanphone.com, thecleanphone.com. Well, the unsolicited testimonials for Literati, the book club for kids, rolls in. JP says, my surrogate grandson Jack received his Literati books yesterday. He was so surprised and excited. This is a perfect gift for kids who are quarantined. He decided he would keep these two. He didn't want to read about Laura Ingalls Wilder. She's a girl. <laughs> You ca- this That's the great thing about literati. You can keep the ones you want, send back the ones you don't. Every literati book contains five books based on a theme. Right, your nephews have them. My ex's newborn They love it. them. And they have stickers so they can keep them straight so they don't get confused about whose books oh. are whose. OMG. Keep your favorites, send the rest back for free. For a limited time, go to literati.com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two subscriptions. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati, L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I dot com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two subscriptions. America's number one book club for kids, Literati. It is essential in quarantine. That is literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. The Bob Seska Show. And so the reel turns again Who does a catcher cast aside? How many people who never fell in love? So many trying to make it through the night But we were so perfect, you and me Lost in these others' arms so hard we tried Nothing to lose, nothing to hide. The mask is made, we wear it well. We may fool 
I'm so tempted to keep playing this song. This is uh, Linda Kay. I get it. Linda Kay Parker and Ian Lemmy Kilmister from Motorhead. The Late Lemmy. Wow. A song called The Mask. You know, Linda performed on uh, the uh, Amazon series Goliath. Three different songs on that show. Uh, and I was looking at her website. By the way, Linda's a, a friend of Jody Hamilton. That's how uh, we were introduced here. And uh, one fan on Linda's website said, Linda Kay's voice is like maple syrup and black velvet, uh-huh. just yep. gorgeous. And that fan's name was Fred Willard. I'm not, oh making, I'm not making that up. That's absolutely 100% oh, true. Yep. How sweet. How sweet. And while what we're a here, sweet man. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I am not a big fan of country music generally. This is a beautiful, beautiful song with a haunting melody. It's yes. a, a magically performed. Really, really pretty. Very nice. Yeah, in fact, Billy Bob Thornton said, <laughs> I'm not making these quotes up. These yeah. are real. Billy right. Bob Thornton said about Linda's music, she's yeah. like Dusty Springfield, Patsy Cline, and Roy Orbison all rolled up into one. And you know what? Yeah. I totally agree. So, She's uh, the real deal. They, this this song is the real deal and yeah. should be a hit, in my opinion. Yeah, you can hear it again on the Indie Music Countdown coming up this weekend. Meanwhile, submit your music at bobseska.com slash music. And don't forget to support all of our indie bands here on the show. Okay, well, we see, been- I See, here's the deal is, I, yeah. I was raised on country music along the lines of, these tears have washed I love you from the blackboard of my heart. <laughs> see, this was my, that was my introduction to country music, and mm-hmm. well, you know the rest. <laughs> My very first radio, my very first paid radio job, I should say, was at a country music station. That I could never do it. I still have nightmares about it. Not, not necessarily I, because of the music, but just because of the radio station itself. I think I only got one or two job offers from country stations, and I, I just immediately ruled them out. I knew I, I wouldn't make it. I, I, I couldn't survive it. I yeah, didn't think I could yeah. handle it. Yeah, sorry I, about that. But I, that was a gorgeous song. Oh, lots of exceptions. Lots of wonderful, yeah. wonderful oh, yeah. country I songs. That. We play the, play the best ones. Right Absolutely. here. Okay, so we're talking about all the goddamn idiots, yeah. idiots so everywhere. Stupid. And I've been, you know, I've been thinking for a long time now, throughout mm-hmm. this entire quarantine, that those old highlights for children cartoons, the Goofus and yes. Gallon cartoons. <laughs> Yes. are so yes. appropriate. I mean, we're seeing Goofus loading himself into swimming pools and boardwalks and beaches all over the place <laughs> and just doing the wrong, running with scissors pointing up, if you will, <laughs> happening all over the place. I, I noticed your fascination with this, and I also noticed that other people picked up on it, and I saw it elsewhere yeah. on social media, other people talking about Goofus and Gallant, or Goofus and Gallant, if you prefer, in this, <laughs> in this, in this, in this climate, yeah. and uh, it got me to thinking about, uh, well, how did this all begin? So I actually looked into the history of this, believe it or not, and and uh, the Goofus and Gallant appeared in first appeared in 1940. Wow! In that magazine, they've been around that long, mm-hmm. and uh, then in about 1953. Uh, a television program called Romper Room premiered, oh. and it had a segment in it called uh, Mr. Do Be and Mr. Don't Be. Ah, oh, yes. And it actually started as Do Be and Don't Be, and then sort of became Mr. Do Be. And, and then all of that disappeared. Innocence uh, was lost in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And then in the 90s, it this whole idea resurged as a really bad uh, morning radio bit. <laughs> was and, it, uh, speaking of, ra- wasn't your radio <laughs> name for a while Mr. Doobie? Yeah, but that was spelled differently. Um, <laughs> That's right. But uh, so anyway, it was a radio bit. We've, at least for this one time, 
uh, probably won't be a regular feature, but there was one time we wanted to revive the, the old radio bit, Mr. Do and Mr. Don't. Yes, great idea. And today, it's Mr. Do and Mr. Don't deal with a pandemic. <laughs> Perfect. Go, goes a little something like this. Mr. Do always wears a mask in public. Mr. Don't always wears a mask at Klan rallies. <laughs> Mr. Do always coughs into the pit of his elbow. Mr. Don't always coughs on suspected Democrats. <laughs> Mr. Do safely locks up his rifle to avoid an accidental tragedy. Mr. Don't carries his rifle into the state capitol to demand a haircut. <laughs> Mr. Do uses alcohol to sterilize surfaces. Mr. Don't abuses alcohol. You get the idea. Yeah, I think I'm getting it. Mr. Do avoids crowds, hoping to reduce his chance of getting infected. Mr. Don't is drawn to crowds, hoping to increase his chance of getting laid. And there it is. There you go. Mr. Do and Mr. Don't. And now you know why all of that was retired. You have to emphasize these things these days, apparently, because we've got a bunch of children claiming to be chronological adults in this country uh -huh. who just cannot listen. They cannot understand the very or pay basic. Attention. Yeah, you know, if you go into that crowd, there's a one in ten chance you're going to get a terrible, terrible virus, and then you're going to give it to everyone around you, and then they're going to give it to people, and those people are going to give it to other people, and then it's going to spread all around. I mean. It's a waste of time and energy to continue to lecture these people, but you feel like you need to continue doing it, don't you, Buzz? Because but right now we just have to strong arm them and outnumber them, or not in yeah. that order. We have to outnumber them and then strong arm them if necessary uh, to try to get uh, this under control. And as I've said before, the answer, of course, is education. Uh, and we have to start yesterday because it will take a couple of generations or so uh, for us to notice and appreciate the effects of of that education, particularly civics and citizenship. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, we have the World Health Organization, which is now warning of a second peak before sure. the winter surge. As you were saying before, all these right. new surges are going to pop up now. because it's a peak we and a wave and a wave and a peak and a peak and a wave and a wave and a peak. <laughs> exactly how it's going to work and the world right. health organization it, while trying to warn people is being mm -hmm. attacked by donald trump and being uh, you know stripping away any credibility that these experts have which should be i mean all the credibility for the most part i mean at the same time though You've got countless, I don't know how many thousands, if not millions of people who are going, yeah, the World Health Organization are a bunch of liars. I mean, they're all part of the deep state trying to humiliate Donald Trump. I mean, it's amazing. I and just again, I go back to this constant, constant refrain of the only person who's telling the truth is the guy who's told 20,000 lies since Inauguration Day. That's the only guy in the entire right. world who's legitimately telling the truth. The rest of the nations of the world are wrong, and he's right. The, you yeah. know, the Democrats yeah. are wrong, and he's right. And and uh, as some people have pointed out on social media, he, what, he thinks that the Democrats have teamed up with all the nations of the world and the media against him? So, I mean... Does, doesn't that tell you something if the majority of everyone 
uh, once this guy gone and and discredited. And that's the whole thing. The the yeah. WHO makes Trump look bad, and so uh, he does what a bully does when cornered. Uh, he lashes out like this. We have surpassed a hundred thousand deaths now in the United States on Trump's oh watch. My. One million seven hundred twelve thousand six hundred twenty six cases now in the United States. And Donald Trump right now is trying to do exactly what I said he would do back in March. On March 31st, I wrote this in uh, the pages of Salon. I said, if around 150,000 Americans die painful and lonely deaths due in part to Trump's colossally irresponsible minimizing of the pandemic for weeks on end, then Trump uh-huh. will get to declare victory and insist that the fake news should congratulate him for it. And just yeah. today... Three hours ago, he wrote this on Twitter. He said, for all of the political hacks out there, if I hadn't done my job well and early, we would have lost one and a half to two million people as opposed to the 100,000 plus that looks like will be the number. That's 15 to 20 times more than we will lose. I shut down entry from China very early, which is the least he could do without doing nothing. But here right. we are, 100,000 people dead, coming up on 150,000. So, yeah. So so his campaign platform is vote for me because only 150,000 people died. I mean, it's remarkable. The party of personal responsibility, Donald Trump claiming victory with 100,000 people, 100,000 Americans dead on his Trump. watch who didn't need to die. Yeah. Trump, he didn't kill more than 100,000 people. <laughs> I mean, you know, and he's not the first one to do this. I mean, George W. Bush, for eight years, uh, along Uh with Dick Cheney, along with everyone around them, said that George W. Bush kept us safe. You know, except for that one time. But we're not we're not <laughs> yeah. going to count the three thousand dead on nine eleven, which seems right. like now a walk in the park compared to a hundred thousand dead under, under yeah. Donald Trump. Tragically, so yes, exactly. But I mean, this is the party of personal responsibility. They refuse to take responsibility. But at the same time, four people die in a terrorist attack on the consulate in Benghazi, and we have to impeach the president over that. Four. When we get to a hundred thousand this week, uh, as we certainly will. Uh, that that will be the equivalent of uh, 25,000 Benghazis. <laughs> it's staggering. It's staggering, the lack of accountability in this country. And to know, I mean, the good news is, I should say, I was about to say, oh, yes, and he's still so popular. But you know what? Right now, at least according to the RCP average of Donald mm-hmm. Trump's approval rating, he is at now minus 9.9, basically minus 10 that's uh, 44% yeah. approval, 53% disapproval. The latest Rasmussen has him at minus 11. That's Donald Trump's favorite pollster. 44% right. approval, according to Rasmussen. 44% approval, according to Fox News. 42% approval, according to Reuters Ipsos. And uh, what do we got? 41% approval, according to Politico Morning Consult. So this, if you look at the graph of it, the numbers for approval and disapproval are going in the direction they ought to be going. Everything's Here's, moving I, the right way. I, you know, I, I don't know how delighted you'll be to hear me say this, but here's everybody's <laughs> attention should be focused here. Okay. The, the, play, the place where everybody's attention should be focused here is on senior citizens. Yeah. Because this is the whole, this is the thing. Uh, the, the, the loss of support that Trump is seeing, it's not great. You know, both sides are thoroughly entrenched. Yeah. And there's going to be very, very little give or take on either side. It's no. mostly folks in the middle. However, 
nobody votes like seniors vote. No demographic or age group turns out That's right. or participates uh, to the level that senior citizens do. And they overwhelmingly supported Trump in 2016. Eh, not so much now. <laughs> uh, they they are not only the, the target group uh, for this virus, but they're the ones who've sat in front of the TV every day and watched those two-hour press briefings from Trump and have seen how he performs as a leader or fails to perform. Uh, the, the numbers show, if you the breakdowns of the polls show, this is where Trump is losing his support, is among the elders. Uh, not only are uh, 65 and older voters uh, fading on Trump uh, rapidly, but now we're seeing fade as well in the o over 55 group. Yeah. So it's it's working its way downward. And, of course, young people don't support him. Uh, his his Republican support is very weak. One in, Nearly one in four Republicans, uh, by one poll, uh, would say they would prefer the party had a different nominee for 2020. Wow. One in four. If it, Now, look, Trump has the 88% approval rating. Sure, of course he does, because the Republicans always rally around their president, their politician, their yeah, guy. Yeah. But when you ask him, would you rather have somebody else, 25%, 23% of them actually say, yes, we would. We would like to have somebody else, which is mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, he's, he's losing uh, Republican women in particular, Republican young younger voters uh, falling away. It's mostly white Republican men, uh, minority. Majority Republicans, as few that they may be, uh, are falling away from Trump. So it's just down to white Republican men. And But what we have to focus on, since everybody knows, everybody listening to us knows that both sides are thoroughly entrenched. There's not going to be much movement. Yeah. So it's going to be these little things like the elder vote, which is not a little thing, and other factors that make the difference. Uh, I'm seeing Trump up over Biden by 11 points, by eight points. Uh, eight is good. 11 is better. 14 would be superb. And we can get there by November. It's where yeah, 14 yeah. is not that far from from 11. And, and when you get into that territory, it's a freaking landslide, mm. which is what we need. We need that statement, as you've said all along, a strong statement uh, rebuking uh, Trump, not only rejecting him, but but saying, no, Patui, we don't want anything like that again. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in fact, I was very relieved to see that James Carville, who was on who was on Stuttering John's podcast, uh, John Melendez's podcast. Skeletor. Yes. <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> Gollum said on uh, John Melendez's podcast that we not only, and I was so, uh, I felt so gratified to hear this actually spoken yeah. out loud by someone who was in the upper echelons of the Democratic yeah. Party. I was so relieved yeah. to hear that uh, James Carville thinks that we not only have to defeat Trump, but we also uh -huh. have to defeat Trumpism. I mean, he literally said that. Yes. He literally said yeah. the thing that I have been screaming about yes. for at least the past couple of years. That this right. election has to be not only um, about Donald Trump himself, but it has to be a referendum on the entirety of Trumpism and the only way to annihilate it or to at least damage it enough to push it back into the margins is to humiliate Donald Trump in the election, to the, overwhelm the, the vote. The way to beat Trump is to 
beat him by four points. Yeah. The way to defeat Trumpism is to beat him by 12. <laughs> that's right. I mean, traditionally, red states have to go blue. I mean, that's the way it has to work out. I'm talking about right. some of the ones that are in the uh, sort of in the gray zone there, sort of in the swing state zone, Arizona, Georgia, perhaps, certainly North Carolina, uh, some of these other oh. uh, traditionally red states. I mean, it's just like in 2008, where Barack Obama Trump- ended up winning a state like Indiana, which Bill Clinton didn't even win Indiana. For all the abuse that Florida takes, Trump won Florida in 2016 by 1%. Yeah. Now, you know how many seniors live in Florida. <laughs> uh, if he loses those seniors, there goes that 1% lead. Yep. It, it only takes that uh, 2% swing in the vote in Florida, and I, I believe we're already there, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to defeat Trump in the key state of Florida. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, we never want to get cocky, but uh, this is... This is looking pretty encouraging. I think, as yeah. I said last week, uh, we, we could win as many as six Senate seats, and we only need three. Mm-hmm. So this could be very exciting if we don't uh, blow it uh, as voters and if our elected then elected officials uh, don't blow it in leadership. Yeah, again, if I see one goddamn balloon, I mean, we haven't won this yet, but I'm looking at the Florida numbers right now, and according to the RCP average in Florida, Biden is up 3.3% over Donald Trump. Now, margin of error, mm-hmm. 3 so Joe right. Biden is just outside by a hair, just outside the margin of error for but I still Florida. Think, yeah, I still think with each ticking minute, with each mm-hmm. passing day, that uh, Trump Trump's chances diminish, yeah. and, and yeah. he's largely responsible for that he's running the wrong kind of campaign. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not even campaigning correctly. If he wanted to win, this the way he's doing it is not going to work. He's, yeah. yeah, he's headed in the wrong direction. I mean, if anything works against him, I th- I get the sense that it's going to be overconfidence. I think he feels like, I did this in 2016, and I can do it again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and That's then, it. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And then you hit it. It's, no, you said it was 2016. Yeah. It's all about that. He thinks the way to win this time in 2020 is the way he won in 2016. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So many things are different now than they were <laughs> in 2016. First of all, he doesn't have the widely disliked Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. as an opponent. That's right. He has the only moderately disliked uh, Joe Biden uh, who, who he, he can't and he can't and I think it's going to be more difficult for him to uh, make Biden out to be a villain and, yeah. than it was for Hillary and also there's a pandemic on that he's screwing up royally and I think all of these things uh, sure uh, fine uh, jerk face go ahead and keep attacking <laughs> Biden uh, President that's President President jerk face, jerk face. right be respectful uh, keep keep attacking Biden nobody's buying it nobody's listening yeah. and what they see is uh, massive death and massive unemployment and in the meantime and this is one of my favorite stories coming out now and I think it's just still kind of at the rumor place right now I think there's some independent verification but apparently Brad Parscale is just stealing from Trump left and right Brad Parscale is his campaign manager over in the uh, Death Star in Roslyn is apparently Bob, just buying Ferraris and buying houses and just bilking Donald which Trump. raises the question, yeah. is there no honor among thieves? <laughs> I guess not. Holy shit. I wonder how long he's going to last and I wonder who will replace him. Because I don't think Brad Parscale is going to make it all the Here's way to funny. election day. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. It depends on how scared Trump is. Yeah, because so. Trump knows Trump knows how important Brad Parscale is. Trump may be willing. Yeah, to let Brad Parscale do a little a little thievery, <laughs> because he'd rather go into this election with Brad Parscale than without him. But will other donors be as happy well, with Brad Parscale as Trump? Uh, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, Trump, uh, financially, Trump's going to be fine either way. Uh, you know, I. I I I, th- I really think it's this election. I think is maybe less about dollars than any election we've seen in oh, generations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I get the feeling that Joe Biden really isn't going to have to do a lot of campaigning. I, I mean, <laughs> right. and that's and that's the okay. less the better. <laughs> okay with me. <laughs> totally okay with me. The less he talks, because I swear <laughs> to God. I mean, didn't I say yeah. it back? Uh, I don't know, two years ago. I was like. Get ready, because if it's Joe Biden, it, we're all going to be sitting here going, well, what Joe Biden meant to say was dot, 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 and and here we are. I mean, I feel like Joe Biden has got to carve down the scope of, of what he can talk about in these live appearances. If, I, he, he needs to uh, remain good guy Joe Biden. He needs to yeah, stay yeah, above absolutely. all of this stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. That's absolutely the way to do it. If this becomes a pissing match... yeah. Between us and them, uh, in terms of the dumb things Biden said versus the dumb things Trump said, yeah. the the other side will drown. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, Joe Biden has to be good guy Joe Biden. Joe, Joe Biden has to be disciplined, super disciplined with everything that comes out of his mouth. Everything that comes out has to be on some level, not necessarily scripted, but kind of pre-screened, so to speak. And then well, he, then whoever he nominates as his vice presidential running mate can be the attack dog. And they can do the things where they're calling Donald Trump various nicknames. Joe Biden, the reason Joe Biden has the support that he has, especially among older voters, is because Joe Biden seems like a good guy, seems like a nice guy. And all mm-hmm. he needs to do is continue to cultivate that. And he can walk away with this thing, fingers crossed. So, by the way... I, I also yeah. have I have some breaking news. I don't want to forget. Oh, I've really? got I've got some breaking news about Stephen Miller and his wife Katie Miller. Did you oh, did, did you have something you wanted to add here before we break? Because I want to get to this breaking news before. No, I just I'm I'm astounded by two things. Okay. Uh, one that you think people poop in the pool, <laughs> and 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 two. In spite of that, uh, you, you didn't get my urine joke. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did it go right past you will. me? Yeah, you will. But you'll enjoy it on replay. I so. will. I'll, I'll wait for that. Yes, I look forward to hearing back the show now that I can hear your urine joke. But but I want to hear about Stephen Miller and his wife. Okay, well, it's just as far as my pooping in the pool thing goes, <laughs> I don't know that they're deliberately pooping in the pool, but as we know, farts can sometimes be a little bit more than a fart. I'm just saying, I, that's just my general it's life true. observation. It's true. All right. I, I just, I see, I assume that other people like myself have the good sense to get out of the pool first. <laughs> Well, we're talking about the Ozarks here, Buzz. Um, well, yeah. All right. On that note, we'll take a last break. We'll wrap up the show. Oh, breaking news right after this. Uh, yes. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. 
We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining, good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign, because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. That's me hitting the button, and nothing's playing. <laughs> Hang on. Can we leave this in, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right, music. Where's the music? Bob Seska. Recording artist Zanny, Z A double N Y, and a song called Spent. Brand new single from Zanny. Zanny's actually a student at Berkeley College of Music. Cool. And I just received this uh, submission today, in fact. And I said, Oh my God. Wow. Get Zanny to the front of the line. We got to play her music today. And so that's It's exactly fresh out of the studio. So yeah. let me get this straight. You're only playing the pretty songs today. <laughs> That's right. As we're talking about farts and pools, you got to make sure to balance it out with some some nice things. And, and listen, I have to say this to you and the people listening. I, I know that I am incorrigible in some ways, but I, I I can't tell you how happy I am to be here. And I appreciate your your patience with it because I just have the most fun here. Yes, it is so much fun to be on the show with you, Buzz. I, I, I Seriously, I mean, it's been uh, what, like 30 years in the making almost. and, and <laughs> Worth the we wait. Are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But here's some uh, breaking news for you. Um, yes, please. This is kind of, uh, well, this is both funny and... And disturbing. I think it's more disturbing than funny, but you be the judge. Okay. Uh, according to John Roberts at Fox News Channel, uh, <laughs> sorry, Katie Miller, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Miller, who's the uh-huh. vice president's press secretary, has announced that she is both back to work after a bout uh-huh. of coronavirus. Okay, and uh, uh, she is pregnant. Which means that Stephen Miller, Stephen Miller, is breeding. Stephen, Stephen Miller Making, and his wife Katie Miller are about to have a baby. Oh my God! That Bob, they're about to have a virus baby. <laughs> a virus baby. Virus Holy baby. Holy shit! That is one of the t- most terrifying news stories I've ever seen. That Stephen Miller is going Lots to be ways. a dad. He's going to be a yeah. dad. That is that is horrifying on so many levels. Even even Hitler had a dad. <laughs> I'm expecting Ruth Gordon to pop up at some point and go, of all the people in the world, he chose you to be his only begotten son. <laughs> Ruth Gordon. Okay. I know. My favorite Ruth Gordon, by the way, I want this on the record. Yeah. My favorite Ruth Gordon movie is Harold and Maude. Yes. I, to me, a timeless movie. Wonderful if you haven't movie. seen it, go find it. It's from the 70s. You'll love yeah. the music. It's great. Yes, yeah. indeed. I love that movie, too. Okay. So getting back to the election here, Trump's declared a war on mail-in ballots, and that continues in earnest today. Uh-huh. Yes. He tweeted, yeah. there is no way, zero, 
that mail-in ballots will be anything less than substantially fraudulent. Mailboxes will be robbed, ballots will be forged, and even illegally printed out and fraudulently signed. Boy, he's got this all figured out, doesn't he? And uh, You know, when you hear a crook describe a series of crimes, I wonder if he knows that that's how it could work. Like, he's already gamed this out. He's already figured out, well, here's how we can rig all of this for ourselves. And I feel like that's what he's talking about here. This is how we're going to carve, shave the corners off of this election by... uh, Behind behind the scenes, Republicans and Democrats are in court, uh, or even if virtually, uh, to argue about these mail-in ballots, but mail-in voting, uh, yeah. voting by mail. Uh, and uh, these there are big battlegrounds for this in key states, including uh, Texas and Wisconsin. Uh, and, and what's decided in these cases and what's decided by those Republican legislatures uh, will shape who gets to vote and who doesn't in the November election yeah. and which votes will be counted. But at the same time, and you and I know this from before, from 2016, uh, when it appeared that Trump was going to lose to Hillary Clinton, uh, out came the uh, charges of voter fraud. Yeah. Now, yeah. when it became apparent that Trump was winning, uh, he continued. He had to stick to that story. He had to double down on that story because he told that lie and he couldn't say he was wrong or that he'd lied. So he had to continue to stick with it. And then he had the pretend phony investigation that faded out for a lack of evidence. Yeah. And now here we are again in 2020. And again, looking at the polls that we just discussed earlier, he knows he's going to lose as mm-hmm. things stand now. Yeah. Uh, he will do anything he can yeah. to hold on to power. And Republicans in states like Wisconsin and Texas will do anything they can to keep him in power. Uh, and we know to what lengths Republicans will go when it comes to voting. So uh, very crucial. And, and he's setting the stage for an illegitimate election. He's saying yeah. votes by mail don't count. And that's how he's going to to try to delegitimize the election when he loses. And, of course, that raises the office of how are we physically going to drag him out of there? Yeah, good use of words. Delegitimize is exactly what he's trying to do. And, in fact, more specifically, he's trying to delegitimize any form of voting that can't right. that can't be hacked. He wants the vote right. to be able to be hacked just in case. I mean, I don't know. We, well, we his could daughter, see that. Ivanka. Yeah. Ivanka has a, has a voting machine company that sells hackable machines. And f- certainly for years now, we've been hearing about how Russia is going to ramp up its efforts. We've been hearing for years now they about are. how Russia yeah. is inside, has infiltrated uh, voting systems across the country in many different mm-hmm. states. I think at least two dozen states, certainly in Florida, Florida. according to mm-hmm. Bill Nelson, that, uh, you know, there have been Russians floating around in their infrastructure in certain counties for a long time now, just waiting, springing into action, possibly uh, this November. I just feel like uh, I feel like everything is on such unstable ground right now. And that's why and that's why it's so important that we keep our perspective and know that the the goofuses out there are a, a minority and perhaps an extreme minority that we keep our focus, that we keep our motivation. Look, I'm tired. You're tired. We're all tired of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we're trudging through to November if we mm-hmm. can make it that far. And then, of course, we have to deal with November through through January until yeah. until he can be physically dragged out of there, <laughs> uh, which is 
probably what's going to be necessary. It, it seems like it would have seemed like a bizarre conspiracy theory scenario at some yeah. point in our history, but certainly not now when you see all the other norms that have been upended by this administration. Well, based on based on his physical behavior at Arlington National Cemetery yesterday, it may be really easy to drag him out of the White House. We're going to talk about that coming up on the postmortem show. Oh my God, that clip of video was disturbing to look at, but not surprising at all. We're going to talk about Donald Trump's physical ailments coming up, his herky-jerky movements at Arlington yesterday. Plus, I think we're going to get into uh, Trump versus Joe and Mika. There's some new developments on that front. Uh, plus, uh, Trump and something to do with online censorship. We'll talk about that, too, coming mm. up on the Postmortem Show. That's on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show, or more conveniently, bobseskashow.com. If you sign up for $5 a month, you'll get two Postmortem Shows every week. We just keep on talking after this music's done for about 15, 20 minutes. That's the Postmortem Show. Uh, if you sign up for $10 a month, you'll get the two Postmortem Shows plus the Friday after party every week. And if you sign up at $15 a month, you get all that stuff. Two postmortem shows, the after party on Friday, plus the ultimate edition of this podcast. That is commercial free. I take out all the commercials, plus as we record at the postmortem show at the end. So an hour and a half of show right there. That is the ultimate edition of this program. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment is at buzzburbank.com and realmnetwork.com. Everywhere you get your podcasts. Every damn Thursday, it's the best hour of news you're going to get all week. Again, uh, get that everywhere you get your podcasts. And, oh, geez, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com. Yes. And I think the Sexy Liberal Unity Tour is continuing virtually. Cool. So, so go to sexyliberal.com, also stephaniemiller.com to get more information about all of that fun stuff. And I think that is it. So you're saying the president is a weeble because weebles wobble, but they won't fall down. <laughs> That's right. Somehow... Donald Trump has formed some sort of gravitational field around himself that he can lean forward at an awkward angle and not fall over. And well, I'm I'm sticking around for the postmortem show to hear more. <laughs> that sounded like a sincere endorsement. On that note, we will wrap up. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, Jen and Mike Farley on the Wednesday interview show. We've got more live music coming to you from two of my favorite indie recording artists. That'll be tomorrow, and then uh, usual Thursday show, usual Friday show. Take care, folks. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Please wear a mask.